Hi, this is Adam Carolla. I want to thank you for supporting this podcast on the Corolla Digital Network. Everyone here at Corolla Digital is very proud of the shows that we put out every week and are excited about the future of our network. However, a patent troll is threatening that future by suing us. We need to fight back and beat the troll down. If we go down, all the other shows on the other networks you've grown to love are going to go down next. Visit fundanything.com forward slash patent troll to donate and find out other ways that you can help beat the patent trolls. Thank you and mahalo. Audiobooks.com. Awesome. True. Remember when you wanted me to read Moby Dick and you got me like 19 cassettes? Yes. In an attache case? Yes. In a whole, in a, yeah, you didn't listen to one of them. It's too big a hassle. It's, it's a hassle. That's right. Now there's audiobooks.com. Yeah, you can listen instantly anywhere. You download the audiobook app and boom, audiobooks.com. No downtime. You never have to have any downtime. You can always use your time productively. Apple, your Android, you can uh, stream that book, baby. And uh, you can use your computer, your tablet, whatever you like. 50,000 audiobooks, including bestsellers, new releases, classics like uh, Moby Dick. Remember why I got you Moby Dick? Do you remember why? Queequag? No, no. Clive Barker said it was his favorite book of all time. You sound like Clive Barker and, and, now. I know. And, well, a little bit. Yeah. And uh, you said, I'm, I got to read that. I said, I'm going to get you the, I'm going to get you the audio because I knew you wouldn't read it. Wow. And now you don't ever have to worry about reading that. That's Adam. right. Audiobooks.com slash Drew. That's audiobooks. They got a preview. You can save 33%. They got a great deal for you. Go to audiobooks.com slash Drew. Get your first book. Free. Again, that's audiobooks.com slash Drew. This is Corolla Digital. Recorded live at Corolla One Studios with Adam Corolla and board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist, Dr. Drew Pinsky. You're listening to The Adam and Dr. Drew Show. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but to get it on. Mandate. Get it on. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for participating. Thank you so much for telling a friend. Thank you so much for supporting our sponsors like uh, DraftKings, baby. Fantasy Baseball back. Our listeners are winning huge at DraftKings.com. Opening day this Monday. Huh? Is that this Monday? Already? Wow, that's crazy. You know what's crazy? What? The Dodgers always have one of those opening day, like noon games. Yeah. And it'll be Monday at noon, and the place will have 40,000 people in there. I want to go through the place with a cane and yell to everyone, get the hell back to work. Get back to work. Scram. Scram. Get back to, oh, father and son team. So he took off school and work. Interesting. Cane. (laughs) <laughs> yes, opening day, baseball, basketball, does not matter. DraftKings.com is where you go. One day fantasy sports, no season-long commitments, no being stuck with players, just instant cash every day. Right now you can play for free to win real cash. Enter Drew at DraftKings.com. Get free entry to play opening day with over half a million dollars in cash prizes. Hurry, free spots are going quick. Enter Drew now at DraftKings.com. Again, that's DraftKings.com. Calm. So you've been out uh, racing? I've been out racing, mm-hmm. yes. How uh, it? How'd it go? It's good. You know, uh, it's funny. Um, not funny, haha, but uh, it's it's true. And I don't know how much of this uh, people need or how much of this uh, people want. 
in their life. But working on this uh, Paul Newman documentary, they were talking about his team owner, Bob Sharp, interesting old cat. Um, he said uh, after Paul Newman's adult son died, mm. uh, overdosed, uh, I think about <clears throat> 27 or 28 years of age, um, he apparently had a uh, motorcycle accident, uh, broke his broke his leg or his, his ankle or this something. Is, this is the kid. Yeah. Yeah. Got on some kind of pain meds Shocking. or something, something like that. Yeah. Uh, probably started mixing it with booze at some point, mm-hmm. and then just died. Just overdosed. I don't, yeah. I don't know what his history was. I don't know that he had. I didn't delve that much into it. It'd be interesting to find out. It didn't appear that there was a bunch of stories of him being arrested and you know DUIs and things like that. It didn't appear right. there was a big history. I think it was one of those living in Hollywood, young and dabbling yeah. kind of thing, and then just. Yeah kind of had the wrong combination one night but anyway um well the really interesting thing is you, you, you when i hear that story it's possible that happened when he was like 17 and this is a real common thing now which you mean is, it's possible it happened it could happen at 17 no what, I, what, what do you mean the, the story that occur, the story that i see over and over again that uh plays out in the manner which you're describing is young teen a late teen or early young adult Motorcycle accident, appropriately on painkillers, strung out on painkillers, and then the doctor go, "All right, now you're done. Now you're done. Let's go, man. Let's go." Right. And then the kid goes underground with because now you now he's got a condition. Kid goes uh, underground, starts getting going with stuff. No one ever knows it. And then what's wrong with this kid? What's the matter? They don't make the association uh, yeah, until yeah. much later. Could have had the accident at 17. Well, yeah. Uh, Gary or Max Paddle will find out about. Now, I think in this case the accident was. Closer, more recent, more recent uh, to to his death, but we'll we'll that, that we'll story a little bit. usually has a when that happens and there's a death soon after. That's usually somebody who was doing drugs for a while before. Well, anyway, I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. I know there's no way yeah. we're going to discuss this without you turning him into no, a junkie. No, 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 no. Thank you. <laughs> He'll be missed. No, no, no. I'm just saying you want to. Uh, you know, I, I'm giving you my Drew Zone. Drew Zone. No shitty Drew Zone. Shitty ketchup. No. No, but oh. here's the you, you you like the uh the polar bear analogy. No, I, and I'm I, telling you, I've I know, seen a lot I'm of polar saying, bears. I'm saying I didn't check into it, but there didn't You're doing the documentary, you're gonna to want to know the truth. You're gonna to want to know the facts. I'm trying to help you. It's all, it's all from the stories that were told, this yeah. is how it went down. Right. There weren't stories of DUIs and other situations. Listen. Look, um, you're, but also you'll you'll you can take anybody, you can take Chris Maxapata and turn him into a history of alcohol, because that's easy. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I mean, it wouldn't contribute to his death, his ODing tonight per se. But you, listen, you, he wouldn't you, be what you would call an alcoholic or someone I, who was in in and out of rehab. Maybe he was in and out of rehab. Yeah. I'd like to know now. I, right, and I, and I'm surprised you're pushing back at me because a. I'm not. I'm just – what I'm saying is here's what I know. I know. I know. I get it. I hear it. Not only that, Jesus but I'm telling Christ. you, not only do you are, you – are you – Why do you have to turn – listen, you not are – turning anything into anything. I'm just you, – you're the one You're the one that, A, likes you, the polar bear analogy. When somebody says, hey, they just died, no, I don't, you always go, no, well, I, we yes, know there's more to it. I yeah. don't think there are things that live in a vacuum. I also the, – the story is he got in an accident. He started taking pain kill, pain yeah. medication, right. and you know. Yeah. Okay, so but I'm sure 
there was issues. Right. I, I'm sure there I, were I'm issues. Sad. And um, we'll find out. Um, and it was also back in the day when they just didn't get into all, they didn't when, scrape all the yeah, dirt when, when, when somebody that? died. Uh, they uh, were talking uh, about, we're talking about Paul Newman's son. Paul Newman's son who died at 27. Uh, and the question is. Or 28. I can't 20, the question is, did he have a previous history of drug addiction before the motorcycle accident? Or was the motorcycle accident when he was like 17? Those are the two questions. Well, that I that I'm pretty sure that wasn't. But you know, you never know how somebody tells a story. Right, right. Um, now, they said after Newman's son died, his his team owner said to Newman, uh, "Would you like to take some time off?" And then Newman, because Newman was Newman, and I, I, the guy was wired in a very unique way, said to Bob Sharp. Put me in the car five days a week because when you're – and this is to have Sharp describe it in the documentary. When you're driving, it's all-consuming. Yeah. You don't think about anything yeah, else. Yeah, I can see that. And that's it. And so um, he was on Valium and alcohol. Uh, mm-hmm. we'll keep now we try to find out uh, – Try to find out history of rehab and things yeah, like and that. And when in relation to his motorcycle accident was that? So that'll be uh, that'll be a little more searching. So um, you do realize you don't think about this stuff. People don't think about it. Um, I guess it's why people jump out of airplanes. But when you go out and uh, do one of these vintage races or do anything of this sort, uh, you don't think about anything else for an extended period of time, which you never really experience that in in any other application. Um, when you sleep, you dream, yeah, and you think, and your your things, images, and and things kind of go through your head, and oh, yeah. there's a lot of that. And obviously, when you're doing what you're doing, you're awake, you're working, you're dealing with, you're in your car, you're on the phone, whatever it is. There's many many thoughts and and things that just sort of run through your mind. Um, the thing about the the race is. I have no recollection of what I think about during that time does, other than racing. Does time expand and contract too? Like your sense of time get kind of weird? It, it, it's, it's, it's just a – Usually when people are in that flow state, time starts to – the race can be over all of a sudden or it could seem like it goes forever. Yeah, you do lose track of, of where you're at and how you – know, like you think you – think, I'll put it to you this way. It takes – a little under two minutes to get around this track. And it's like, it's pretty simple. There's a start-finish bridge. There's a guy with a flag and a thing and a thing. And it's pretty clear where the start and the finish is. Right. There's a big bridge and a checkered stripe that goes across to whatever, and right. it's kind of in the middle of the straightaway. Um, he was drinking heavily before this. Before the accident. Before the accident uh, on go. the on the mo- on the motorcycle. Okay. So as right. I said. So now, as you said, you thought eight uh, years before the accident. No, no, no. Yeah, he was getting fired from jobs. I had this. Uh, by the way, I had this had this feeling, but I still think the accident was near the death time. Uh, I always kind of how had, long? I always had this feeling. Well, try to no, look I'm, at I'm this guy a minute. Give him a minute. Always kind of had this feeling that uh, Newman 
was such a pull yourself up by your bootstraps kind of dude. Yeah. And he was so – he was one of these guys who was probably hard on everyone around him mm-hmm. and then harder on himself. Mm-hmm. But that's the part that people don't realize about the guys that are hard on everyone around them. Mm-hmm. They're hardest on themselves. Yes. However, mm. doesn't entitle them to acting out of accident in the fall of 78. Then he started drinking, taking painkillers, died in – yeah, see. November, say of? 78. 78. So a few, yeah, the painkillers took around. Uh, all right, so here's... But, he was, the, but as I said, there'd be antecedent history, accident, yeah, and then... Drinking, yeah, I don't know if he was in rehab. I it don't doesn't know matter. He, I mean... No rehab. Nothing here that... So okay. that but it's it, possible. Back then, they didn't have... Uh, Betty Ford hadn't been established yet. You know. Hadn't it, man? I think I came mm, over late, eight, late 70s. Well, this is 1978. Anyway, point is this. Um, no, no, I don't, I don't think it... I don't think it gives you the right to be... Uh, verbally abusive to those around you. Guys you guys taking notes, everybody? Gentlemen, taking notes? Okay. I think Newman, founded in 82, Betty Ford. See? Um, I think uh, you're a graduated high school. They're like, we better get something going. <laughs> Corolla sound has been let out in society. Um, I think a guy like Newman was probably um, short and curt with everyone in terms of stuff he wanted to get done. And then he also was probably tough on himself. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure I, of Very that. hard on himself. I'm sure of that. Um, he, um, from my take from this death, was, was always probably thinking, and again, I don't know any of the details, but I know he had a certain work ethic. And I, I think maybe his son didn't share that, <laughs> and well, he probably he got fired from lots of jobs. Wanted his son to step it up and, yeah. you know, kind of get his shit together, right. and All he right. didn't. The point is this: you get in the car, um, it's not that your troubles melt away. Uh, you just simply don't think about anything right. but what you're doing you for can't. that period of time. Right. You can't. You cannot. And I don't know. Max, Pat, I don't know if we have any uh, pictures or videos or uh, anything like that. Jeff will have some. We'll fi- we'll figure it out. I can take you on a lap around the track at, oh, at wow. some point. Oh, well, wow. we'll figure we'll we'll figure something out. We'll see where Jeff is. But um, the I know Jeff's not here, so I don't know if he's got something. He he gave me a disc uh, last night, but I don't. I I left it at home. I don't know if he's got something, but we can figure something out. Maybe we'll slug something in. The point is this. You don't think about anything at all except for what you're doing. And it's it's pretty rare. It it's it's a pretty rare experience and you don't realize how important that is. Now people try to recreate that with drugs and sex and mm-hmm. even jaw, you know, extreme, you know, running and mm-hmm. things you know, mountain climbing and stuff like that. Yeah. You just don't um it's an interesting environment and experience in that, first off, um, sound is, is completely drowned out. You just – you don't hear anything but the, the engine. You just – you just have – you have earplugs in and you put earplugs in. You put your uh, – you put your hoodie on, basically, your, your, your hood, um, sort of fireproof thing, and then you put your helmet on. And then once you do that, everything's just muffled. It's just sort of a muffled. You don't so you don't hear anything, 
And uh, I mean, but sound of the engine, you get strapped in with a six-way harness and you're belted in and you're sucked in and you're strapped in and everything's in. And every ounce of you is, um, every ounce of skin is covered with gloves and shoes and fire suits and all kinds of stuff like that. So you're just in this weird thing. You get shoved in this little seat and you get sucked into this little seat mm-hmm. and then you don't experience anything but the car in front of you and what you're going to do and you, you know you're kind of running through everything in your mind what gear second gear what gear should we be in here and like that kind of stuff but you really you don't think and and then when you get out of the car you're drenched with sweat <coughs> and you feel great hmm. but you 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 have an experience of non-thinking yeah. and um for me with all the stuff i've had on my plate and all the Deadlines and commitments and, you know, this guy wants that and you got to be here then and what are we going to do about this? Uh, found it completely cathartic having this experience of – and I didn't even know. I, I was I was saying – it was funny because I was saying to myself, oh, you've been so busy. Don't go out this weekend. Just relax. Stay at home and relax mm-hmm. because the thing about the racing is um, it's yes. not relaxing. It, it's, you know, there's, there's travel and there's, you know, get up and go get in the car and go get there's a certain, there's a fair bit of work involved with it, yep. but man, does it just, it just goes right out of you. It just goes right out of you. So you feel better? Yeah. It's like, you, you, I feel it's, it's a weird sort of, it's a purging. It's, it's a, it's a strange thing. I, I wouldn't have thought, you know, you would think, well, you should get a massage. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you right. don't realize when you get a massage, you're laying down on a table, but you're thinking. Yeah. You're thinking about yeah. things mm-hmm. and and many different things. This is nothing but. And then you don't even remember what you're thinking because you weren't thinking about anything. Right, right. Uh, now, do you, how important is that, Drew? Uh, you know, I think different people use those sorts of phenomena differently. People with a genetic heritage of alcoholism are particularly prone to using those sorts of... Mm-hmm. I'm not saying well, necessarily you. My dad you. was a big-time Can-Am guy yes, in the was. 70s. Yes, he was. Then he went, well, he started Can-Am, then he went to Trans-Am, uh-huh. then he went to IMSA after that. Before that, he was a big drinker. <laughs> before, that, before that. During that whole <laughs> big drinker post him. <laughs> but you know, but maybe you know, Paul's son had addiction. You wonder whether he had that genetic. I think, and, I think he yeah. did. Yeah, right. Yeah, and so it's because there's an added element with that biology, which is that you actually get high. It actually feels good in addition to what you're describing. Yeah, so, yeah, and and so it's it's virtually the same thing as taking drugs then, because alcoholics addicts reach out, look outside of themselves for solutions. Yeah, because they work very well for them. Yeah, the thing, uh, thing that I always marvel at with my dad. But but this is one of the few things that I'm actually envious of. Yeah. Um, I realize, and we've talked about this. There's now something in my hand all day, every day. I'm I'm, I'm reaching for water. I'm reaching for a cup of coffee. Yeah. There's just I come home or reach for a glass of red wine. There's just you reach. I, I, there's something in my hand all fucking day long, and it used to never be that way. There's water. You're sitting inside. It's air conditioned. We need water you yeah. to keep hydrating. But yeah. now I find myself. It's it's weird. It's like idiosyncratic or whatever. You it's sit, habit. It's habit. You yeah. sit. You sit in the edit bay. You're sitting in a dark room. It's air conditioned. There's nothing going on. You're sitting on a ergonomically designed chair, and 
10 minutes goes by and you go, I got to get some drink. I need right. some water. You guys need water? Everyone got a water? And then you just go and you sit down and you start sucking off this water thing. And when you're done with it, 20 minutes later, you're like, hey, I need something else. Hey, you guys want some tea or some coffee or yeah. something? Like you just find yourself like middle of the day, all day, just all, all the way through. My dad will come over on a Sunday. He will walk in and sit down and then you'll say, hey, dad, you want, you want some beer, wine, water, uh, something? cup of coffee, something like that? No, I'm good. And then we'll go out and sit by the pool. And uh, it's, you know, sun shining, kids running around, and uh, I'll be on my, uh, you know, third Miller Lite. <laughs> and I'll say to him as I'm heading back in for my fourth, you know, Dad, you, you know, it's been two hours now. It's been sitting by the pool for two hours, you know. I said, you want something from inside? A beer? Something? Water? some Soda? Something? Some, anything? No. It's good. I, I have no doubt he's always been that way. However, as as people age, they lose their thirst and hunger mechanisms, particularly thirst. And so it's why you've got to keep old people out in the heat. you got to force stuff on them because they will dehydrate and get into trouble. Yeah, I don't for, – for him, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Um, and it, for him, it's just he's never literally – Yeah, always been that way, yeah. And then you'll go – you want something to eat? We get some cheese and crackers and st- some spread and stuff like that. No, it's good. I um, at least we, we find him out by your pool. We know what happened. I'm wildly, wildly envious, but I'm also it drives me insane. Like I can't imagine just things, just 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 hunks of cheese being offered up, crackers and light beer, and you're just just literally just sitting there with nothing. There's a famous. Uh, in in Plato is a famous what do they call it? I forget they call it the little segments where he's interviewing an old man and uh, and Socrates goes what's you know what's it like and the old man goes basically goes well to not have to worry about sex pretty good thing <laughs> it's like I'm not feeling that all the time anymore right right and I would argue that you're making the same case that appetite of desires generally are sort of a pain in the ass to deal with all the time well, yeah and I'm I'm guessing if it started with him it started at a minus I mean he started off as a two yeah I mean there was yeah. never no. any like I said he would he literally have life with both hands though he was always going for new new experiences I saw, I've seen the pictures of him watering his lawn. I, out I, there with Gusto. I got to tell you, that is uh, – Gusto was his gay lover. He was from – was his dog. Central or South America. He I can't remember Gusto. Dog. No. That's see, Drew. Oh. That's not the groundlings, what you just did. Really? I thought that was adding that, two. No. Gusto was his gay lover. That was his dog. I see. I see. Okay. see now we have to discuss okay, who Gusto it. is. Got it. You should say, oh, yeah, I saw that guy many times. I thought he was a gardener. You see? Got it. I wonder We're why he was wearing those cut-off shorts. It's good. All right. Uh, my, um, I'll tell you, though, one thing I do like and uh, I really appreciate, and it's part of the reason I like to go out a couple times a week and hang with these guys. Uh, you talk to these guys at these races, uh, 99% of them super successful, super modest guys. You know, yeah. you, and they're friendly as shit. They all just sort of come around. They're all they're all just the same guy, and th- everyone shares tools and knowledge and stories. Everyone is super friendly. Guys go out there, 
really trade it up, you know, mix it up out on the track, and then they come right off the track. Hey, good run. That was a lot of fun. And then they come over and they hand you beer, and then you go over to their camp and sit down and talk to them for a while, and everyone just kind of mingles around and just just good salt of the earth guys that are into it sense of camaraderie just real Mm -hmm. friendly just Mm -hmm. uh, uh, tonight we're all going to whatever cantina you want to come out we're all going out and just that kind of those guys you know but all they they seem to all have a through line which is they're all 95 percent of them self-made dudes who go this is i i i made my money doing this business and then this is what i choose to do yeah and it's just something must be nice, wildly like, attractive. We'd all be happy about, if we could live lives like that. Well, you can. You can live life like that. It's hard. No, look, listen to me, puss. Yeah, there, are, there's, there's, there's like, there is a, there's ten levels of these guys. They're the guys who come out. Max Zapata, back me up. They're the guys who come out in the million-dollar haulers, mm-hmm. and I mean million-dollar haulers, big double decks, mm-hmm. stainless, yeah. you know, st- stainless steel and aluminum elevator stacking the cars. Come yeah, we're, out. We're slumming it with our one-story <laughs> trailer. <laughs> right. Put put the canopy out. Lay out the buffet. You know, have a a. a, a Small army of mechanics and tech guys helping them. Cars getting worked on. I mean, it, it's a it's it's the operation. Par- yeah, the circus has come yeah. to town. And then you see the dude. He's just the he's just the like lone wolf McCray. He's got the Ford Explorer with two hundred thousand miles on it. He's pulling it on just a dinky trailer. He's got uh you know he's got a MG that he's been racing for 30 or 40 years. The car's a four-banger. It's got nothing to it. So that's it, the level 1 to level 10 you're describing. Yeah, and yeah. for that guy, it's an it's a pretty inexpensive weekend. He lives in Modesto. This is his one car. This right. is his thing. Okay. He does all the mechanicing stuff himself, right. but he kind of has his shit down, you know? He's yeah. got he, does, he he lays his cooler out, he puts his hibachi out. He's got his shit. He probably sleeps in his trailer. You know, he's got it worked out, but it's all on the cheap. Yes. You see you see those cheap look guys out there, those old guys just out doing their thing. I know, I love it. It's like a big tailgate. So, so those guys are more hobby, hobbyist enthusiasts that they've been doing the hobby their whole life. They're all enthusiasts. Yeah. The point is, is you you say, oh, I wish I had the money or I wish I had the time. Couple dates a year, load up the trailer. Get you know you got to pay for gas and tires and all that, but it's it's relatively inexpensive at that level. Yeah. And those guys, and by the way, they run at the back of the pack. Yeah. They're having the time of their lives. Yeah. When you got people together for the Newman film, you had to have meetings? Mm, would you have yeah. to gather people together or would you use go to meetings? Oh, we use go to meeting. That's yeah. That's right. You can build relationships, teams, put them together, meet, brainstorm, collaborate. But getting everyone in the same room, it's impossible. That's why Corolla uses go to meeting with HD faces by Citrix. It's a simple way to meet online, anywhere, anytime. You can do a go to meeting up there while you're racing, in between races. Well, I, you know, I must say, I hate to cut you off. But 
Uh, we use GoToMeeting all the time here for new clients and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. The unfortunate part about making documentaries, you got to go to Connecticut and go to Lime Rock <laughs> and sit there with yeah, the person. Before you I do wish it, they Before you actually go film the guy. You no, have a I wish there was a GoToMeeting for documentaries. Oh, that's a, ooh, go, I mean, go to the wilds of Connecticut, sit down with some old guy and talk about nothing. The rest of us can use GoToMeeting to share screens, work on documents in real time, turn on webcams to see each other face-to-face in high-definition, a high-definition video conference. Try it free for 30 days visit gotomeeting.com today click the try it free button use the promo code adam gotomeeting.com promo code adam meeting is believing all right uh phone calls uh i got a lot of other stuff to talk what's about. going first, on i got but first of all I, I wanted to go back to your to the story you told about newman and his grit uh and how hard he is on himself and how he is on people. you are describing yourself in a certain way right yeah. yeah, I don't know. Do you? <laughs> I mean, listen, Max Apata just spent the weekend with me. Oh, it was glorious. He was stressed when he got here, just so you know. So be, 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 what, was, what do you mean I was stressed? Be exquisitely honest. Okay. What, what, was I bossing people around or you know demanding we go here or go there instead Were of wherever? Were you walking wherever? on eggshells trying to, to, to be honest, fear, fearful of triggering um, rage? And this, this, this is, in all seriousness, every time we go up there, it's the it, I, that's probably the, the most I've seen Adam let loose and just relax. The most funny is okay. yeah, yeah. So, right. so uh, we but, spent uh, one night. I spent in bed alone without a broker. <laughs> no, we put we put four dudes in a room, and I had a king size bed. And I just said at some point, I'm going to bed. I didn't expect. I expected one of the guys to join me. Uh. In the bed, not right. Chris. Right. Fucking snores. But right. so supposedly. he expected one of you to come in there. You understand, Chris? <laughs> no, he he did leave the door cracked. You. So I mean, the, the next, one, preferably one without a behind No, the next, <laughs> the next night, I told Matt, "Come sleep in the bed with me. I don't need to." Of course, you, you want you, him in there. You don't have to sleep on the floor. You can sleep on the sleep right, on the bed. Tired of those hookers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So my so my question mm-hmm. is, uh, I get a lot of shit. Um, you get a lot of shit mm-hmm. from my family for being controlling. Controlling. And I don't experience myself as controlling at all. I don't give a shit. I, 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 but I may be intense. You know what I mean? And I'm wondering if you, what you get, you know, because uh, a lot uh, can, can complain a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, there's what I – all right. I don't think of myself – Do you experience me as controlling? No. Yeah, controlling to me is like that's something's wrong with that assessment because that's something in, in her, well, in my wife, because that that's not me. I'm not controlling. Well, I'm here's, here's here's what we've done. Yeah, we have taken things that used to be good qualities that were it made people. It's called effective. It made you effective, and we've turned these things into a pejorative. Oh, he's bossy and controlling and it's always got to be his way and there's no room and he you know all that all the stuff that i'm sure uh macarthur and churchill and lincoln and jefferson and all all the greats were now it's all turned into this pejorative yeah i don't know you know these are qualities by the way people you would hope that your children have now they have to be executed in a respectful way Right, you don't but want to be rigid the- and inflexible, but you want to be. What's wrong with intensity and and driven and these sorts of things? I would hope. Yeah, I think we would all hope. Yeah. that our our children grow up with a certain amount of drive and a certain amount of intensity. It simply takes that to do whatever it is you're trying to do. Otherwise, yeah. you 
spent a lot of time on the sofa right. with my dad. So I like now what what I am is uh, I don't think of myself as uh, controlling. I don't think of you as controlling. I think that weird. It's, well, to me, it's always like what? No, I, I think if your wife tosses that one out, she's tossing it out as a jab and a sort of coverall or catch-all category. It, it, it is, you know and what I mean? think, but it's so not accurate. And it's been – that's not the first time I've heard. I've heard over the years. You know, it's uh, controlling, controlling. Like, uh, well, here's, here's the thing. A um, couple things. Um, first off, if you live in a house – and that house has an entry closet, and that entry closet is overflowing with junk, and you can't find anything in it. And every time you, every time you say, you know, and and you live with a person who does not mind that, then you will be the person that says, "Hey, we should clean this entry closet out." I right. I look, and then they go, "Oh, you're controlling." And it's like, no, I'm not. I'm the guy who wants an entry closet. That's now. If you wanted an entry closet, I'm going to have to bring this up. Right. I don't want to bring it up. I, I'd be fine with you bringing it up. Yes. But it, you're not bringing it up, and it's been seven years. So now I'm bringing it up, and that's not to manipulate you. That's to get a clean I, closet. I, I think that's your guy's specific version of this same phenomenon. Well, I have stuff. Here's what I have. I'm I'm busy. Mm. You're busy. Mm. Everyone's busy. And if they're not busy, they'd. I am sure they would like to live their life in a way that was uh, more efficient. Uh, All when, of us, when yeah. we when Why we not? stop, well, yeah, it's like yeah. here's here's Ooh. what happens. Here's what happens. Perfect example. Then we'll get to a million other ones. We drive to Northern California. At some point, we stop to get gas. At the point we stop to get gas. Well, now there's four dudes standing around, and right. the car's being filled up with gas. Right. And it's going to take eight minutes for the car to be filled up with gas. So one dude grabs a squeegee and starts at the windshield. Yeah. The other guy goes and starts picking up some of the garbage and burger wrappers and fast food stuff that was littered around the, the car from when we drove through in and out. The other guy goes into the store and says, anyone want any waters or sodas or anything? Because that's where we're, we're, we're standing around. What we want to, I'm reflexively want to stay busy, want to Jesus do Chris, something. Rather than P-whip, you guys are C-whipped. Corolla-whipped. <laughs> <laughs> C-whipped around here. So that's, that's what I do. That's I, now, later on, we're back at the hotel, then we're all having a beer and we're hanging out in the lobby. There's nothing to do. Yeah. At this point, we're all just standing around waiting for this thing. Now, yeah. for me, the way I'm wired, uh, we have a dog. That dog has a leash. That leash could, five years ago, that leash could have been upstairs. It could have been downstairs. It could have been in the bedroom. This it could have been leash in, in the office. Fucking no. leash on the hook. I'm saying it could have been... Um, it would yes, be in the kitchen. Heard it. Yes, it we've, heard. Be, yes. we've heard the story. Yes, yes. Put a hook up in the closet, God, hang so the leash. controlling. I can't stand it. Here's the thing. I walk the dog less than 10% of the time, so yeah. it's not for me. Yeah. It's for the person that's wandering around the house saying, have you seen Molly's leash? Yeah. Now, I don't know what that makes me to be the guy who says, put the hook up and just hang the leash there. And yes, the third time when I do go to walk Molly and I open the door and the leash isn't hanging there, and I have to go slosh around the kitchen for it, I do get pissy about it because you're burning up my time yep. while the 
car of life is being filled up at the gas station of life. For, for me... Well, well, I don't know why that makes you control. I don't know either. And for me, we have a slightly different version, which, which it feels like you're not the boss of me, which is not being controlling. You're not the boss of me is it's like, no, no, I'm not the boss of you. That's just the point. I just I would like you to go clean the closet up or whatever. You know what I mean? That's not being controlling. That's me being intense and having expectations. And But I also I think it's uh, you don't mind and Drew's never minded uh, people coming up to him and going, no, here's how you do this. No. Here's. Yeah. Here's. I like that. Yeah. That's how I change. That's how I build. I no, you're, my... you're, you're basically a perpetual student. Yeah. You absolutely. were a student. You are a student. Yep. You shall always be a student. Yep. You don't have to stop being a student when you leave high school or college. You, if you've you had a keep... really good education, that's what they make you as a constant learner. That's the yeah, deal. and learning doesn't mean someone comes up and yells, you're stupid, do it, do it another way. It's just, here's how it goes. Here's, and and here's by how the way, if better. they do come at me that way, I'm even... Whoa! Be, you better enlighten me then. If I'm if you, if I came across that way, I, you know I need to know. Yeah, yeah. no, I yeah. I'm 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 fine. No, it, look, when the director comes up to you and says, "Let's try it again," I don't feel like that last one was your best. Your answer should be, "Oh, oh, you didn't," because you were the one looking at the monitor. And God, if if I. Uh my friends would put me in their films, I'd have an opportunity for a director to come up to me and say these sorts of things. But uh, no. I'm but, just, yeah, I'm just saying, Drew. I'm just saying, but I tell you one way to maintain a perpetual uh, education. Audiobooks, baby. Oh, Sign this. up today. Get any free audiobook free. Audiobooks.com. Listen anywhere. Download the Audiobooks.com app to your Apple or Android device to stream books on Audiobook.com using your computer or tablet as well. More than 50,000 audiobooks includes bestsellers, new releases, classics. This this is the way to maintain your continuing education. Going to work on mine today. Membership benefits. One audiobook per month plus 33% off each additional title you listen to. Preview as many books as you like even before you sign up. So if you aren't convinced, go listen to some stuff, preview them, then sign up. Sign up at audiobooks.com slash Drew. Get your first book free. Again, it's free. There's so much free stuff we give out. Mm. Again, the audio that's audiobooks.com forward slash Drew, Deary W, to get your first book free. Yeah. Now, Drew, you're not controlling. Thank well, you. you know what you are? I'm intense. I understand well, that. Not in, it's not intense. Anxious? Anxious. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, the thing is, um, you know, if the flight leaves at 4 in the afternoon, we can leave at 2.30. We don't have to leave at 2. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what if there's an accident? I'm like, what if there's not? We have to spend an extra half hour at the airport. But that's, you know, when we used to do Loveline, somebody would come in. Producer Ann would come in, and she'd say on a Thursday night, um, "Hey, before you guys leave, you need to cut liners for yeah. uh, these three of this affiliate in Seattle." Yeah, and then uh, Drew'd say, "Oh, okay. Well, let's let's do it." And then I'd say, "When did you get the request?" And she'd say, "This afternoon." And I'd say, "All right, we'll do it on Sunday night then." And then she'd say, "No, they need it. They need it this weekend." And then I would say, "What, Drew?" They need to be punished. They've sent it to us too late. If they need it tonight, they should have sent it three days before. If you so really, truly, if you really, truly need something on a on a Saturday or Friday or whatever it is, and it's really important, do not send that shit on Thursday afternoon. Send it on Monday. So I tell it, and I. But basically, my buddy Ray. <laughs> 
uh, if I get that call from him, it doesn't seem to be working with him. All the punishment you manage, you punish him regularly. It doesn't seem to be changing the behaviors. Well, he's he's dug in. Well, <laughs> uh, he's improved a little bit. Listen, here's the, how the punishment works. The punishment has to work this way. He'll call me all the time and he'll go, "What's Mike August's phone number?" And then I'll go, "Why?" And then he'll go, uh, "The police are uh, in at the forum." And I'll go, "When?" And he'll go, "Tonight." And I'll go, "And you want it? What time is it? Three in the afternoon?" Yes. I'll go. So you want tickets for tonight? Yeah. You're calling day of, afternoon of. Uh huh. I'll go. No, not giving you his number. And I'll go. What? And I'll go. If you want to go. You should have called two weeks before or a month before yeah. or Monday, not night of. And then he'll go, I really want to go. And then I'll go, no, you don't. That's where he hangs up and calls me. <laughs> That's where he hangs up and calls Gary. Ray is 50 years old. Ray, When Ray wants to go to an event or a concert, whatever, he calls day of. When he'll he'll do this one. He'll do well, the. It must be nice to go through life like that, though. Think think how opposite that is from me. No, well, I can almost guarantee that if I'm driving to a show in Los Angeles and I'm in the car, I will get a phone call from Ray while I'm in the car on the way to the venue saying, "Can you get me in?" It's almost it's almost ninety five percent guaranteed. Now, what a great way to go through life, isn't it? I I'm hungry. I, Eat now. I <laughs> I that's well. It is. Wow. What is uh Drew? Yeah. What is the quality of a horrible student? It is that. Well, the, the, that exact quality, I would say two right? things. Inability to focus mm-hmm. and inability to delay a gratification. Those right. are the two things. But the advance, the point is the book report is due Monday morning. That's gratification. And it's so, Sunday yeah. night and you yeah. haven't even gotten right. planning ahead. Not even, ahead. not even started. But Drew, you are uh, not... You're you're not demanding. You're you're just a, you're more neurotic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that and that. But it, it. But but I do ask a lot of myself. Right. You mentioned that as the big category. You do. And, you're and harder on yourself than anybody way, I, around you. Way. I don't expect anybody to do what I do to myself. Yet that comes across as an expectation implicitly. Well, here's you see what I'm saying. Yes. Here's the interesting point, then, Drew. Yeah. To the people we work with, sometimes live with, and out in or in our yeah, world, in your case, sleep in a kingside bed in San Jose with. That's right. Yeah, these requests feel like some form of manipulation. Like, oh, you just want to boss me around, right? For me, it's quite the opposite. I would hope to have never brought up this subject. Yeah, I never want to bring up a dog yeah. leash. Yeah. I didn't want to bring it up the first time. Yeah. Forget the first nine times. But I do want the leash in the same place. That's what I want out of life. But do I want to bring it up? No. Why would I? Well, the only reason you would is if you're trying to make, if you're a person that felt better by shaming other people right. or right. manipulating them right. or being controlling. Right. It's quite the opposite. I would not like to be that person. I there are certain people that are out there that are that person. There's no no doubt about it. I'm not that person. Well, I don't want to be that about person. The, I'm thinking I don't, I'm not sure if I can come up with this, but the difference between us is you don't like any wrinkles in your day. And anyone that should bring those wrinkles are going to hear about it. Not that you like to do it, but you don't you can't tolerate the wrinkles, you know? Uh, what do you mean wrinkles? Like things that make you burn calories unnecessarily. 
Yeah, I just want you know, I just want the streamline. Yeah, you prefer right, smooth, wrinkle free. You'd prefer that, and you would not be hassling anybody just to just to express negative emotion, right? Right. Yeah. Yes. I am a little different. I have like I do. I think I have expectations of people, and, and I'm sort of surprised when they don't. You know what I mean? Like, why would you not want to live a better life or a good life? Or you, you do the same kind of thing. You know, why wouldn't you want to be more efficient with your? Why wouldn't you want the dogs thing there? So in no way, I'm, we're similar. I'm completely and utterly. Um, I get confused by people. I, I I get confused by the people too. I'm the person that says good news, everyone. I've figured out how this thing called life works, <laughs> at least on certain levels. Here's what you do. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> and then I come back, and they're not doing any of it. And then I go, hey, listen, here's how it works, and here's how it's going to work, yeah. and it's going to be great. And then I come back again, and it ain't it ain't happening again. And then I get confused. Yeah. I also get a little bit saddened. But I, I so so it comes off as expectation. We have expectations of people that they don't live up to, and so they feel diminished by it. I guess. Yeah. I guess, I, I guess. It, it's it's sort of an interesting thing. I and, and it's it's got to start with us. You know, it's our mistake for imposing anything on anybody. Well, when down to it. Here's the I, here's the difference. Yeah. Then we'll take half a phone dig, call. Dig. You started off in a in a in a in a structured environment yeah your father was a doctor um you went to a good school you went to a prep school yeah you went to college and, yeah. and things were uh, l- laid out and structured yeah. and then you it was up to you to perform yeah uh you had to do a lot of hard work and a lot of living up to expectations yes. and, and that you did yeah times 10 yeah um i was just cast adrift yeah and so I grew up with people who didn't know and didn't care, and, and not only about them, others around them, but themselves and everything. Right. That's the, who the they are. The opposite of you and I, in a way. The exact yeah. opposite. Yeah. Now, we ended up in basically the same place, yeah. but but the opposite. And then I floated around with a bunch of, look, you think Ray's Ray now at age 50? Uh, try him out at 19. <laughs> <laughs> so <sighs> we just floated around. That's all. I just floated around. And as I, I <sighs> as I floated, I started to sort of put together a little plan. I started gathering information and uh, treating life like a gin rummy hand where I was keeping the things that work and discarding things that didn't work yeah. and trying to figure out ways to get a little more mm, successful, a little more efficient, a little more what have you. And then at a certain point, I sort of figured it out. And then I would say to people – friends, loved ones, and whoever, hey, I got family members. I got this thing figured out. Here's what we're going to do. They weren't... They're not jumping at that. Well, they're about where Ray is. You're the boss of me again. Hey, you're not the With boss it, of me. And Which is a weird... Right? You're not the boss of me when you're trying to help somebody. It's a weird thing. It. I found it to be weird that I was essentially trying to help these people. Not help them by giving them a sack of sugar and a hundred dollar bill, but help them by going, here's a more effective way to go through life. And it did not take. There's a great call up there that just falls right on this line one. Adam in Boston. Boston hey, Adam, How you doing? 45, what's going on? No, I'm a big fan of you guys. Uh, we actually met when uh, you were in Boston at the Wilbur Theater. Uh, oh, great. I, uh, the two yeah, of- I called in. I yeah. I'm the, the gunship pilot we talked uh, on Ray's show uh, a few months ago. Right. Yeah, uh, C-130 with the 
gun. Gatling wow. gun. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Just, well, well, hey, the, just out of the right side of the plane, right? Uh, left side. The oh, left side. It's Shit. A, it's to one left. side. Big, yeah. big, long. Yeah. Love that plane. Did you see uh, what's the the uh, Soul Survivor? Is that movie yet? Uh, Lone Survivor. Lone Survivor. Yeah. yeah. That, what, that, gun, that plane yeah. figures in the. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, no problem. And like I said, big fan. Uh, enjoyed your show. Uh, and the reason I was calling is, and, and I, I feel, Adam, you and I are. are cut out of the same cloth in this respect is about you, you know you want things in life you got to work for them and i have been really struggling with my oldest daughter she's 16 she's a wonderful girl uh smart funny i has all the qualities in life i could ask out, out of out any daughter but the problem that i'm having and it's driving me and my wife absolutely crazy and it has for years is this phenomenal disconnect between all the, the things she wants, expects, and things she can have, and what she actually has to do to get it. And I am, I am absolutely at my rope's end to the point I, don't, I just don't know what to say anymore. I, 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 need, wants, I need a little more specifics. Are you saying she doesn't study? Or what, what exactly? She's 16. How does, oh, yeah. how does well, this manifest? Well, let me, let me, well for instance, and, and like I said, I, I, I spent many years in the military, um, you know, that took a lot of hard work to get there. And I'm an airline pilot now. I do a lot of things. My wife works hard. We give our kids everything in the world. They've got every electronic device. They've got it all. She's now she's 16, and she's like, I want a car. I want an iPhone. I want a computer. But at the time, same time, she tells us that she's going to be an orthopedic PA. She's going to be, you know, a college soccer player. But yet, she will not get off her ass on, on the couch. She doesn't study any more than a minimal amount. Yeah. Do we tell her often, you know, look, you want these things, we encourage you to, we want those things, absolutely, but here's what you've got to do to get there. And it's like it goes in one ear and out the other. I, I uh, listen, I, you know, Drew, I don't know how to give people a motor. Yeah. I can tell you that... When people find an interest, find a passion, they become very motivated. Yes. Um, so that's one thing. Find a passion. Finding a passion—it's it, it's very difficult. And hold on a second, Em. Sure. If 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 you know if if she's not good at math, yeah, and just isn't good at math, she's going to do the minimal requirement to get a C plus in her algebra, whatever. But she's just not motivated by it. Now, here's the newer thing, and I'm putting them on hold for this. What's what's starting to worry me a little about life yeah. and about uh, the future yeah, yeah. is, you know, so you go, okay, person needs a passion. You know, for you, it's it's helping junkies. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's telling jokes, whatever. Chris Smacks a patent. It's making a documentary about the patent trolls. You know, I can see he's at my house. He's got his stuff. He's a motivated yeah. little camper about that. Yeah. Um, that's right. Now I'm noticing a disconnect between what people are passionate about and say they're passionate about and the actual execution of it. Yeah. That's a new thing in our history, and that's going to cause a lot of trouble. Because what I mean is, is there, there could be young girls that love animals and love horses and want to be a vet. They don't want to do the science class. They don't get to be a vet. You, you know what I'm saying? They're not seeing the connecting the dots. Well, w- w- in the past, a young girl who always loved animals and was always taking care of animals, always right. Well, fa- fast forward 25 years, she's a veterinarian. Right. 
Now <laughs> you have that same girl who loves animals. Fast forward 25 years, she's on a pole. <laughs> and it's in a vet's office. It's heavy, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I'm saying is she's not a vet. She's not a veterinarian. And then you go, why not? It's like, well, the classes and the science and there's a lot of biology. and uh, But I love now, animals. Now, is that a function of people, of actually a, a lesser number of people going through those rigorous trainings? Or, or is it the same number but just more people declaring that they should be able to do it, are going to do it, and just can't pull it off? I, you, you know, there's a lot I, of that I going think on. A lot people of declare, it- I'm going to be an orthopedic surgeon. Yeah, have you ever taken a biology class? No, 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 no. Um, yes, no, don't, I did. Don't, don't, I, I did. I failed. Yeah, and don't, I don't, don't. In the tenth grade. But, it, but even worse, it becomes sort of uh, don't uh, disturb me with these ridiculous details that they don't want to be. There's, no, there's, there's, I, there's never. I, I think it's video games. There's it never, could be, or, there's or, never, or computer. There's maybe. never been a, a a time in history where people are announcing what they want to do and then not doing it. I mean, they just announce, you yeah. know. I, I've I, I think a lot of I that could, for years, yeah. Though. You know, they they do it, they do it with cars, you know. Yeah. Like they go, I could drive that. I want to drive that. Like I want to do. You know, it's no. funny. Like my wife will go, like I want to do that celebrity grand prix, Oof. and it's like I go, well, first you got to be a celebrity. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, it sounds cool. I would like to, to go up on stage uh, and jam with Aerosmith. Yeah, but I can't play an instrument. Right. <laughs> I would like to. Like, it would be cool. Yeah, it'd be good. It'd be really good if I could. But here's what I don't want to do. I do want to go up on stage, and I want to fucking just groove with Pearl Jam. I do want to do that. But here's what I don't want to do. I don't want to spend the next eight years learning a guitar. Forget forget learning eight years. No guitar lessons. I don't want to take a lesson. Right. Yeah. So how are we going to bridge that chasm between wanting to be up on stage I don't know how you give it to that person, but we're living in a society that far, far more, more and more is telling that person you deserve to be up I on that stage. I think it may be that that the, everyone's a winner. Wait, wait, wait! I'm not done with Adam. No, let's go back to Adam. I am going back. Okay. to Adam. So, Adam, I, I'll tell you the one thing that I did. Are you there? Oh, I'm here. Yeah. Is make sure the child is in a academic culture. That sort of requires a certain level of, you know, so it becomes normative that their peers are all working hard. If you can possibly do that, I don't know if she can change schools or if it's realistic or whatever. But but that was the sort of strategy I used, and it, it even in kids that one of my kids was sort of even resistant to it. Eventually, they they all got with it. They all got with it. Yeah, and well, like, I, I and Adam, I agree I, exactly. I don't, you know, look, you're military, you're pilot, you're very structured um she's not going to be you on the other hand she has a great environment she has you who's very worried she's gonna be concerned yeah she's good she has a mom everyone's a pain at all girls are pain in the ass from 12 (laughs) to 22 and you're gonna honestly you're gonna have to you're gonna have to deal with that uh but she comes she has two great parents that really give a shit and if i were you I would calm down a little bit. Yeah, relax a little bit. Wait. She will be fine. One more thing with him. Yes. What, what do you, what's your opinion on what happened to that Malaysian airliner? Oh, Adam. Well, you know, I've only been asked that about a million times. I'm sure. Uh, in fact, I'm on a trip right now. I'm sitting in a hotel in Vegas, and I don't think I can pass a person in the airport without them, you know, grabbing me, asking me. We had guys literally try to come to the cockpit the other day and want to know where the transponder was. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. You know, 
in these cases, and uh, you, you just never know. I mean, right. I, I, know, I know this much. I can tell you that Boeing and everybody else is praying that it was the pilots that did it. Because and sadly, that would almost be the greatest outcome. Because we know the plane is fine, we know the system is fine, we know everything else is fine, and we can just blame it on one or two guys and just wash our hands. You mean like like um, a suicide? Yeah, or they just lost their mind. Thanks, Adam. Listen, oh, Drew, I'm trying I'm to fucking curious. wrap this know, shit just, up. Thanks, he Adam. He doesn't know anything. All right, fine. He spent ten minutes saying, "I don't know." He, he well, he said something important to me. Okay. What did he say? That it's unlikely to be a system failure. Well, right. they they right. they said on Monday of this week that uh, the plane was in the ocean. Yeah, yeah. And this show airs later in the week. They're they're, they're not going to have answers by later in the week. I think they'll have a few more. But uh, either way, yes, obviously, if you manufacture the aircraft, you don't you want it to be pilot right. error right. and or suicide, right? Not somebody said this, it's not likely to be a system problem. That's important. Mm, okay. Not like he just says he doesn't know. He has no idea. I'll tell you what I know. Lyft, baby. Oh, this is L-Y-F-T. Reliable Lyft drivers just minutes away. More than 25 cities. They're nearby. They're safe. They're friendly. I just love this idea. You can uh, hop in. You can uh, be your own DJ, by the way. I start spinning the John Hyatt and the Grand Parker as soon as I get in the back of that Lyft mobile. Uh, most of the guys, uh, drivers have snacks, bottled water, movies, awesome. more. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about carrying cash around. It's just now, automatic goes through onto your car. It's awesome. You can pay directly through the app. Yep. It's awesome. It's so awesome. And just, just you sh- you're smelling the inside of an airport shuttle or a cab. No, thanks. No, thank you. <sighs> no. And you can try your first Lyft for free. That's right. Download the app at lyft.com. That's L-Y-F-T dot com. L-Y-F-T dot com. Use the code Corolla for $25 credit on your first ride. Why wouldn't you do this? It doesn't make sense not I'd to. I'd just do it and just go around yeah. the block. It's <laughs> awesome. 21 times just to get my 25 bucks out of there. L-Y-F-T dot com. Use the code Corolla. 25 bucks off your first credit. All righty. Tonight, Redondo Beach Performing Arts Center. Big uh, Legal Defense Fund show. Drew's going to be there. Kimmel, Kevin and Bean and all. Andy Summers, Doug Benson and all that good stuff. So uh, come on out. Uh, Ticket's still available. Come on out and uh, say hi. And uh, until next time, Adam Corolla for Dr. Drew, Chris Max Pata, Gary Haftart saying mahalo. This is Corolla Digital.